0: Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. I
1: had to get out of Hollywood. Get back to the trenches. They said they need me. Little fish. Uh, I used to cop my little Reggie trying to feed myself. Fact, my cousin had that work, but I ain't need no help. Man, I was so fucked up, I couldn't believe myself That's why I be at the jeweler, trying to freeze myself Cause my heart's so cold, we ain't got no ghosts All these young niggas killing like they ain't got no soul Talking grandma keys, before I caught my roast It was all so sweet, until that told Really hurt my heart, where my feelings apart I am Philly it's dark We was really so scarred, but acting silly so hard, but we just wanted some love. Mama working, daddy did, I just wanted a hug. Why you think we spill a spade when we go to the club? All my homies then got smoke, we just rolling it up. I'm stressed out, niggas got drugs for left out. So I went to chasing them pretties, I went shout, fuck. I went from going to school to tolling the twos and making the moves. I said I would win, they said I would lose. Shit, we're so confused, hope I don't make the news Oh. We're breaking the rules Trapping niggas and food Ringing freedom for Jews Knowing
0: that I need to Welcome to Keepin' It Real with Jerry Lawrence I'm your host, Jerry Lawrence Hold on, hold on
1: my first case, it was me versus the state. I just wanted some steak and some food on my plate. Came up from shit, I'm like, how can you hate? I'm just trying to be great. I survived with the snake Look what they did, the little Kodak and get. You see it? I can't lose faith. No. I just want shine like the stars in my race. Right. We go to war and tea like it's baked. I don't feel safe. No. Can't sleep without it. Mantle with them peas, yeah, boy, I'm body, body. Pull me to my knees back when everybody. I'm too solid if I stand on it, stand on I'ma stand on it. Stand on put some pegs in the scalp, put some grants on it. Grants on this is the only shit I knew. I seen my man doing it. to be like niggas that was never there for us. We had no cats. I went from going to school to telling the tools and making the
0: moves. Okay, okay, we're back this time. I had to let that run. Welcome to keeping the real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. That was Meek Mill left Hollywood. That is one of my favorite Meek Mill songs. I almost was tempted to play the whole thing like I did um, that one time on the on the Will Smith. What was it the the Jared Table Talk? When I played the whole uh, what was it Meek Mill intro for what was it Championships off that album? I was tempted to do that again, but uh, I didn't let the third verse rock this time. I'm back. Um, This is like my third episode in the last eight days. And this is a rare Friday night episode. Like I normally don't even pod on Friday nights. If you know me, I like to relax on Fridays. I get ready for Dateline. They tweeted me last week, said it's an all new episode tonight at nine. So I'm gearing up for that. It's only about 6 p.m. right now. So probably do like an hour and then shut it down for the night eat the leftover spaghetti and meatballs i have and um watch dateline go to bed call tonight wake up in the morning get ready for nebraska versus oklahoma we'll get to that later because there's a lot of drama going on in college football specifically with my teams nebraska and temple shout out to temple i'll talk about that real quick new starting quarterback at temple dewan mathis has been benched our new quarterback his name is ej warner If that name sounds familiar, it's because he is the son of Kurt Warner. So I'm very excited about that. He looked good last week. Uh, we were giving the updates during the show. We ended up winning that game 30-14. to 14. EJ threw for two touchdowns. Interested to see what he could do this week with a whole um, week to prepare. We're playing Rutgers. This is our homecoming. I thought it was last week, but no. For some reason, we scheduled Rutgers for homecoming, which... We're, we're like favored to lose by like 18, so I'm not sure why we did it, but I'm hoping for a little EJ Warner magic tomorrow. Hoping he can get Temple on the right track. This is giving me a little bit of PJ Walker vibes. If you remember PJ Walker, legendary Temple quarterback, started as a freshman, came in, I think his fifth game of the season, he came in as a starter and basically turned the whole Temple program around under Matt Rule. So we're hoping for that same type of magic from... EJ Warner will find out tomorrow. I don't even know what time they play, but I know Nebraska plays at noon. So I'm looking forward to watching that game early. I think Janine has something going on later on. So I'll probably go over there and meet up with her and her family and just kick it in um, Orlando for the weekend. Steelers are playing Sunday against the Patriots. Of course it's not on TV because we have, the Dolphins and the Jags, who uh, both are Florida teams, so they get priority. Then the Steelers are on like Amazon Prime next week. I don't even have that. I'm going to have to get a password, or I might just have to sign up for like the like 30-day trial. I don't know. I got to do something to get the Amazon Prime for that. and It's a Thursday night game. But I wanted to do this episode a little different. Mainly, I want to start out by apologizing if you listen to last week's episode we had a lot of fun a lot of joking good times and towards the end of the episode there were some jokes thrown around about my brother being a bust and that's you know my mom raising three boys and that she didn't you know Look what she got out of it. And you know, I laughed at it. I thought it was funny in the moment. After the show, I thought about it. And I, I, I just want to come on and apologize. And I'm not mad at Kyle. I'm not mad at Mark. I'm not mad at any of the jokes they made. But I want to apologize for myself. Because I feel like the reason those jokes were even made is because of stuff I've said in the past. The way I've talked about my brothers in the negative light. And as I continue to grow in this life, this thing we call life, and get a better understanding of myself, I realize that the way I talk about my family, not only like my brothers, you know, cousins and even friends, the way I talk about anybody is how other people are going to portray them and how other people are going to see them. So I take the blame for that, for even putting, the, putting it out there for them to be joked about like that. I know I've had issues with my brother in the past and, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that comes from, from different things. Some, some stuff I probably won't even talk about, get too much detail, but when I talk about it in a negative light to my friends, you know, they joke at about it. It's a little different than me who for, you know, the issues I've had come from a different place. They come from like pain and, you know, distrust and all types of things. So. For me to put that out there and then for it to be joked about later, it didn't feel good like hearing it back and then knowing I was the reason for it and then knowing where I'm at as a person now because honestly, I've forgiven my brother for all the things he's done in the past to me and um, I've forgiven myself and I think that's the biggest thing in for you to grow and get past something is forgiving yourself. So I've forgiven myself and I no longer harbor any ill will. I don't have any hatred towards him, any angry feelings. And I told myself after I heard, you know, after I listened to it and thought about it, I said, you know, from here on out, I'm never going to talk negatively like that again about either of my brothers or any of them. I have three. So any of my brothers, any family members, any friends, like I just want to be positive from here on out. I know we joke and stuff, but. There's just certain things I'm probably gonna refrain from from talking about, especially like family business and stuff, because you see how it can get brought up later on, and for what it means. Something might be serious to you, might mean something else to somebody else. And I know I've talked about it jokingly on the show before, but I don't know. Just thinking about it and thinking where I'm at in my life, it's like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to put that narrative out there anymore. So. I will be better. I will do better. You guys can hold me to that, and I'm going to hold myself to that. I'm going to try my best. I mean, I know we all slip up, but my intentions going forward are to be positive and talk um, no negativity about anybody I know, anything that would hurt their feelings. And I know um, Hoda and Jenna, man, they they had a great point because I watch a lot of Hoda and Jenna. And Hoda said, it's only a joke if everybody's laughing so like if the person you're talking about if they're not laughing or if they wouldn't laugh at it then it's probably not a good joke to say so I'm gonna try to think like that going forward and then it just also made me think about the whole like bust thing like what is a bust and I I tried to you know back my brother up a little bit on there and say you know he has his own place he has his own jo- he has a job like I don't think he's a bust i might have had my issues but i don't think he's a bust but the way the more i thought about it it's like look man we've all made it. like we're all still alive bro like we we've made it in life like nobody's we all have lived to see our late 30s early 40s so i, I don't wouldn't call anybody a bust who's made it this far in life who's who's healthy who's not in jail who's hasn't done a lot of, you know, bad things or committed crimes or stuff like that. So I thought about stuff like that, but mainly just my my parents. Like, I know my mom wouldn't, wouldn't consider him a bust. I know my mom is proud of all of us. Like, no matter what we've accomplished in life, even though I might have accomplished more, like she brags about us to all of her friends. So I know she's proud of us. Does she get all the love and attention she would want? Probably not. I mean, we can all do better in that respect but I still wouldn't I wouldn't call him a bust because of that and I know my mom wouldn't want me to talk like that she wouldn't appreciate that so I thought about all that stuff and I'm like man I gotta come on I gotta address it I gotta apologize for laughing about it for letting it you know go on and and just for putting it out there for them to even be able to say it so it's 100% my fault for even putting all that negative stuff out there about my brothers and my family and going forward, I will do better. But I also thought about like, they all have kids too. And this made me think, and it's like, no matter what happens to their kids growing up or how they turn out, whether good, bad, anything, they're always going to have that love for their child. I think every parent is like that. I think there's a lesson to be learned. Like, no matter what your child turns out to be, whether your boy's gay, um, trans, uh, goes to jail, goes to college, like successful, or whatever you consider successful, any of that, you're still going to have that parental love for that child. And it's a love that I won't understand because I'm not a parent, but the parent has that connection. So I think they, they will experience that later on in life as their, ch- as their children get older they will see that no matter how their children turn out, they're still going to have the same amount of love because they remember them from when they were younger. They gave birth to them. Well, not them, but the women, but they, they helped produce the baby. I guess that's the best way to say it. So I just wanted to wrap that topic up. I don't think there's anything else I had to say on it, but I think we all could learn from that. Just the way we treat people. Um, I know I talk, and joke about people all the time. I joke about friends and stuff. But I'm going to I'm gonna change how I approach things. Like you're going to see a different type of humor from me. Less negativity. Like I said, I've grown. I was watching Marion on The Breakfast Club. And he was promoting a book uh, he has. And he just talked about how he's reached a level of unbothered. And I feel like that's where I am in my life right now. Like I'm just very unbothered. I'm not harboring any resentment towards anybody, any ill will, even people that I don't talk to as much, like there's no hatred in my heart towards anybody. And I think that's, that's showing now of my growth. And I've, I've been through so much in my life. I've, um, even this, like the last year, I feel like God has thrown a lot of different things at me, a, little, a lot of challenges. And I feel like I've responded well to all of them. And I also feel like I'm just at a point in my life where God is preparing me for something that's coming up. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I feel like God is preparing me to handle what he is going to be bringing to the table for me. And that's part of this growth that you're seeing with me. So I just want to bring that to other people, bring that positivity, bring that peace and help everybody get to that a level of understanding where we are all happy about ourselves. We don't hate anybody. We don't have negative energy. And I just, you know, I want us all to become better people and get better by the day. And that's something you're going to learn from me. Like listening to this show, you can go back and listen to earlier episodes and then you could see how negative I was and how mad and angry I was about certain things and now you'll see that I don't feel the same way. I don't talk the same way. And one one other important thing about me is like after these shows end and just after after I even talk to friends in general, I always go back. I reflect. I think about the conversation. I might not agree with you in the moment, but there's been many times where I've gone back and I've thought about something and I've come back to that person. And I said, you know what? I was wrong or you were right. Like I will reflect when I'm in my uh, place of comfort, when I'm by myself and I'm able to just take it all in. Sometimes when you're around a lot of people, it's hard for you to really ingest everything and understand everything that is being said. So if you don't hear me say something during the show, sometimes I'm not really going to understand it until afterwards. And then I'll, you know, I'll go and think about it and then I'll say, you know what? No, I was wrong there. I got to come back and I got to make it right. So I will always come back and tell you when I was wrong and it's growth. I was listening to Joe Budden last night and he said um he said years of bearing my soul is taking its toll. And I felt that because it's like when I thought about all the episodes that I've talked so much about like family issues and my brothers and whatever else, friends and stuff. That stuff does take a toll on you mentally. Like it really does. And I've, like I said, I'm just getting to that point now of being unbothered where I don't feel it. So now I'm not even really want to talk about it. And that's probably going to give me a big release and feel, you know, better about everything going on. As opposed to holding all that inside and having that of anger. And sometimes you go off on people and friendships get ended. You yell, you argue with people because you're really upset. So. I just wanted to wrap that part up, wanted to make sure I addressed that early on in the show. Let me see what else I want to get to. Oh, so another thing I did is I finally went and looked at the numbers for the show. Like I've never really paid attention to the numbers. I'm not a big numbers guy, but I finally realized how to even look at numbers. There's like a thing on SoundCloud called Insight. So I went to this like insight and you can see like where all of your listeners are coming from. So I just want to I want to highlight um, some of this real quick. My most listens for this show, surprisingly, are not from Orlando or like the Central Florida area. The most listens I have for this show come from Columbus. So shout out to Columbus. Now, i know i know thank you thank you columbus i don't know if this is columbus ohio columbus georgia christopher columbus like i don't know if i'm supposed to play a little bow wow for y'all or say go buckeyes or or salute if it's the military because that's columbus georgia but columbus ohio is like you know bow wow in ohio state so what i'm asking is my listeners in columbus reach out to me either on um, Twitter at J law radio on Twitter, or there's a Jared Lawrence Facebook page, please. Somebody from Columbus reach out to me. And all I want to know is which Columbus is it? Is it Columbus, Ohio, or is it Columbus, Georgia? Please let me know which Columbus is rocking with me so I can give y'all your proper respect, your proper um, shout out and just, highlight you guys because you guys whoever's in Columbus is giving me like literally double the plays that Orlando's giving me and I think that's amazing also some other areas that are giving some listens we have Lake Worth we have Ashburn which I know is Virginia we have Lawrenceville which could be Georgia but it could be somewhere else there's a few Lawrencevilles out there Phoenix Phoenix show in love Amherst I believe that's Massachusetts Las Vegas I think that's Joe Fernandez, so shout out to Joe. We got Atlanta. That's my cousin Jay, I'm pretty sure. Richardson, I don't know where that is. Also, so like, it's not even just America. We got Brussels. We got the United Kingdom. I apologize for your loss. um, The Queen of England, we are supposed to talk about that on the show last week didn't get to it i don't really have a lot to say because i don't know a lot about the queen i know everybody loved her over there There there's a little bit of mixed feelings in america i don't have any bad feelings towards her so my respects to you guys um through this difficult time we have belgium germany puerto rico i know that's mike shout out to mike We have Argentina, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Egypt, and Peru. All giving listens, Frankfurt. Um, we have Dallas, Tampa, Lindhurst, Los Angeles. We're going to get to Los Angeles in a minute because it's crazy out there. Boca Raton, Cairo, Cusco, Gloucester, um, Tallahassee. Shout out to my family in Tallahassee. Southall, we got Dominican Republic. Sacramento's in there. Like, There's just a lot of different places that are listening to this show. So I think that's pretty amazing whether they've stumbled upon it, whether you guys are really like, I guess, big fans of the show. If you enjoy it, wherever you're at, if you're a listener, tap in with me on um, Twitter or Facebook and just let me know what you think. Let me know how you even found out about the show. So yeah, at J law radio on Twitter, Jared Lawrence, I think it's Jared Lawrence radio on Facebook. So those are the two where you can get in touch with me. Let me talk about Los Angeles real quick, though. Yo, L.A. is out of control. I just want to say rest in peace to PMB Rock. Very unfortunate situation. He was um, sadly murdered by some thieves who wanted his jewelry. And I want to talk about that because there's a lot to get into about that whole story. Now, I do. I got to pee, though. So I'm thinking. I think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna play a song real quick i'll play a song and then i'm gonna come back and we'll talk about pnb rock because you know i could run this like a radio show so let me find something good to play oh let's play this never let me down Ivy, kanye jay-z yeah (laughs) we'll play this i'll be right back
2: that's right this is what i do Come on. Uh huh. No, I ain't never let you down. Get up, I get. 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 Yeah, get I yo. First I snatched the streets, then I snatched the charts. First I had they ear, now I have they heart. Rappers came and went i've been here from the start i seen them put it together watch them take it apart Seen the rovers roll up with ribbons i seen them re resold, re-sold and re-driven so when i reload he holds number one positions when you hot i'm hot and when your feet cold mine's are sizzling it's plain to see Niggas can't fuck with me Cause I'ma be that nigga for life This is not an image This is God-given This is hard-living Mixed with crystal sipping It's the most kissing home Give you the most hit. You can fit inside a home. Listen, Nigga, I'm home on these charts Y'all niggas visiting. This whole tradition Jeff Gaw in the rap I'm back to clean cold position Holla at your boy Get up, I get Get up, I get Get
3: up, I get Get up, I get Down for my grandfather Who took my mama. I made her sit in that seat where white folks ain't want us to eat. At the tender age of six, she was arrested for the sit-ins. And with that in my blood, I was born to be different. That niggas can't make it to balance, to choose leadership. But we can make it to Jacobs or to the dealership. That's why I hear new music and I just don't be feeling it. Racism still alive, they just be concealing it. But I know they don't want me in a damn club. They even make me show ID to get inside a Sam's club. I done did dirt and went to church to get my hands scrubbed. I've been baptized these three or four times But in the land where niggas praise, you cons are getting paid It's gonna take a lot more than coupons to get a saved. Like it take a lot more than do-rags to get your way Nothing sad is that day My girl father passed away, so I promised to Mr. Rainey I'm gonna marry your daughter And you know I gotta thank you for the way that she was brought up And I know that you were smiling when you seen the car bought her. And you sent tears from heaven when you seen my car get balled up But I can't complain what the accident did to my left eye Cause look what an accident did to left eye First Aaliyah, now Romeo must die I know I got angels watching me from the other side I get, get up, I get, get up, I get, get up,
4: I get, get up, I get, get up, I get, get up, We all here for a reason on a particular path. You don't need a curriculum to know that you are part of the math. Cats think I'm delirious, but I'm so damn serious. That's why I... My soul to the globe, the world I'm trying to make it better for these little boys And girls, I'm not just another Individual, my spirit is a part Of this, that's why I get spiritual But I get my hymns from him, so it's Not me, it's he that's lyrical I'm not a miracle, I'm a heaven sent Instrument, my arithmetic regiment Navigates melodic notes for your soul and your mental, that's why I'm instrumental Vibrations is what I'm into Yeah, I need my Luba day But that ain't what gives me the heart of to Kente I'm trying to give us us free like 10 I i can't stop that's why i'm hot determination dedication motivation i'm talking to you and my many inspirations when i say that i can't let you or tell down if i were on the highest cliff on the highest rip and you slipped off the side and clipped onto your life in my grip i would never ever let God's membership has been signed with a language called love. That's why my breath is felt by the deaf. And why my words are heard and confined to the ears of the blind. I too dream in color and in rhyme. So I guess I'm one of a kind in a full house. Cause whenever I open my heart, my soul, or my mouth, a touch of God reigns out. Take it to church.
3: again get up again get. get up again get. get up again get. get up
2: again get. get up again well no Hot oh yeah, finished Started from nothing but he got the this strong the Threw the building. rock from a pebble Pedal rock before I met you Pedal wipes got my nephew's pedal wipes because Ooh. they special Let you tell it, man I'm falling well Somebody must have caught them cause every fourth quarter I like the mic Mike them. Number one album's what I got like for them More them on the way The eighth wonder on the way Clear the way, I'm here to stay Y'all can save it to the chat, this and that, this and J This and J will get you maced when I start spitting them lyrics, niggas get very religious. Six Hail Marys, please, Father, forgive us. Young, the Archbishop, the Pope John Paul, and y'all niggas, the way y'all all follow Jigger. Hope's a living legend, and I tell you why. Everybody want to be hope and hope still alive.
0: Okay, I'm back. I could have let that, I could have stopped that early because the bathroom break really didn't take that long. It was like a minute, but that's such a classic song. I was like, I gotta let that whole thing play out. It gave me a moment to gather my thoughts, think about what I wanted to say. So this next topic that I'm going to talk about is about PMB Rock. I'm sure you all have heard about it. And if you haven't, I'll explain. He is a rapper or was a rapper from Philly. Kind of one of those rappers who harmonizes, though, not like a rapper rapper, but like one of those rappers, new age rappers who kind of sings and harmonizes raps. Very melodic. He was living in California. Was at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Famous eatery. If you've heard anything about LA from all the movies back in the day, like Roscoe's is the that spot. It's where a lot of people go. It's known for the chicken and the waffles. He was there with his girlfriend who he has two kids with. So also baby mother. And he got robbed while he was there. But. In the midst of the robbery apparently the robber shot him in the chest two times and they're saying it's because maybe he didn't give up the jewelry and robber ended up taking the jewelry and got away with it so far the police are looking for them it's probably multiple people but there's not a lot of information on like the suspects or any of that but the big thing that everybody's been debating all week Is was his girlfriend at fault because she posted the location, which we all do. Like I go on Insta stories. I post where I'm at. I don't think much of it. I post pictures. i tag my location while I'm there. But apparently his girlfriend posted the location. Um, She had a picture of the waffles with the chicken. And in that she had the location of which Roscoe's they were even at. And they're saying that the robber found out where he was at from that post. That's what the uh, the police even said it's probably because of that. But the police also said that PMB Rock had posted a picture in front of the building before he went in, which nobody's um, nobody's shown that picture yet. Like that has not been proven by social media. But I'm wondering where the LAPD got that information, because that does change things a little bit, because right now. Everybody's acting like only the girlfriend posted the location and they're blaming her. Like, why would you post your location? DJ Academics posted a video from an interview he had done with PMB Rock last week. After PMB Rock was pronounced dead, DJ Academics uploads another video of a clip. Because, you know, on YouTube, that's the new thing to do. Everybody posts clips of the interviews. I watch Beehive. I love Beehive's interviews, but Beehive will clip you to death. He will post clips of these interviews before he posts a full interview. And it's like, you got to watch the clips. So I get it. You want more eyes on your channel, more eyes on your videos. It's more money coming in because you're getting more views as opposed to one long interview. You're posting multiple clips. So you're doubling, tripling, quadrupling the money you would get just off of that long interview. I get why they do it. But act waited till afterwards to post the, the clip, which is what Joe Budden was arguing with Adam 22 about on his podcast a couple weeks ago because Adam 22 had posted a clip of Kevin Samuels after he passed away. And he's basically saying, you're, you're clout chasing, you're you're just trying to get money, you're doing anything for the clicks. And the same could be said for academics. Like, everybody wanted them to get just as mad at academics as Joe Budden did at Adam 22. And Joe Budden did say Ack was wrong for that. That Ac was wrong for posting the video of the clip of PNB rock talking about when they tried to rob him before. Cause that was the big thing. Why they're blaming the girlfriend. Cause in this video that act posted PNB rock is saying how they tried to rob him. People have tried to rob him. Not they. We don't know who it is, but people in LA have tried to rob him on two different occasions, maybe more than that. And he he said he would peep the situation. Like they'd be talking loud. He could tell they were trying to set it up to rob him. And he would always get out of the situation before he got robbed. But he did say in one of these that after he left, because he told his girlfriend, we got to go right now. These people are trying to rob me. Or like, I don't know if he said that, but he's like, we got to go right now. And then after they get in the car, they're driving away. He said the girlfriend went to stop and go shopping somewhere else. And they ended up stopping and going shopping somewhere else. This is not the same one as the murder. This is something different. So they go shopping. And then the same people like pull up and they're like trying to like coax him and talk, talk crap and probably going to try to rob him. And the whole point he's making is, like, his girlfriend is not taking this serious. Like, hey, I am in danger out here. Like, I am a a celebrity. People are going to want to test me. People want my jewelry. Like, all this stuff. And he was basically saying, like, his girlfriend didn't understand. She thinks it's all a joke. So now, after he's killed, they're looking at the girlfriend again. And they're saying, well, she thought it was all a joke. She didn't take it serious. Why would you post the location? Like, clearly, you don't believe this man when he's saying, You can't do this type of stuff, but where I'm going to say, well, I don't know if I'm going to say she's right or wrong. Cause I'm thinking of it as a civilian. I'm a regular person. So to me, and a lot of these people on Twitter who are like, Oh, don't post your location, bro. They're not coming after us. We're regular people. So you can post your location. And I don't think unless you got real beef with somebody, you really shouldn't be worried about Posting your location if you're a regular person. Now, if you're if you're either famous or rich or you're flaunting money to let people know you got something, that's when you shouldn't be posting your location. I will, I will agree with everybody there. And he had, like, three big chains on. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't be posting the location there. And then on his Insta story, he's showing, like, he's driving in the car and he had the chains on. And you could see what he got. So, yes, that does make you a target. But I think the most um, interesting thing about the whole story is, like, the Roscoe's that they went to eat at apparently is not like the best Roscoe's. They say it's literally the worst Roscoe's you could go to. Like for my Florida people, they, it would be like the equivalent of going to like a Roscoe's on mercy drive or somewhere in Pine Hills or like, you know, Bruton Boulevard, somewhere in a really bad area and going just to sit down and eat. And he was in there for like 45 minutes before he got robbed. So, Basically, all the L.A. people I've heard talk about it, even like the the gangster ones, if you want to call them that, they've all said, why was he at that Roscoe's like that is not the one you should go to. Apparently, there's Roscoe's all over in like Hollywood and Pasadena and Inglewood. Like there's all these different Roscoe's. And they say he literally went to the worst one that not even the hardest of hard people would go to because it's so dangerous out there. So I'm wondering why they picked that Roscoe's. But Academics made a good point. I've been watching a lot of DJ Academics lately. I like the way he breaks down stuff. I like his opinion on things. I feel like Academics gives it to you straight. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't sugarcoat a lot, which a lot of these other rappers do. They sugarcoat things. I like how Academics will just tell you the real. And he made a good point about, and this is where it could be, some people probably might want to blame the girlfriend, but at the end of the day, you really shouldn't blame the girlfriend for somebody killing another man like she's not the one who who set him up or any of that or she didn't do it so she shouldn't be blamed but putting yourself in a dangerous situation i guess that's something that we can all take accountability for like i know there's just certain places i'm not gonna go because it's not safe so going to that roscoe's i would wonder like what would be the reasoning to go there especially with all that jewelry on And X said maybe the girlfriend wanted to go eat there. And, you know, this is where I can kind of understand what he's coming from, because a lot of times when you're in a relationship with a woman or dating, they want to do a lot of stuff just so they can kind of show it off. So maybe she wanted to go just to say she went to Roscoe's and it was like, hey, let's go here to eat. He might not even want to go. He might just went along because a lot of times men will go along with what their girl or their woman wants to do. Just because it's like, you know, satisfying them. So I could see how that's a possibility, but until we know for sure, I'm not going to put that on her either. Now, as far as the whole location thing, I just find it weird that they would be watching her Instagram. But when I looked at her Instagram, she had like 400 and something thousand followers. So it is possible that they did see her Instagram and know that that's where he was too and that's, you know, could have been it. But I also think when you're in a dangerous area in the hood or like any of these types of spots, the drop, you could be somebody can get the drop on you from anybody. Like somebody could have just saw the car pulling and say, yo, we just saw a nice car pulling. And they could call somebody and say it. The waiter could have said something, you know, the cook. Like it could have been anybody. That's why I'm like, I'm not 100% buying what the police chief was saying about they know for sure it was because of the look that was posted. I think when you're in those areas, it could be anything. So I don't want to blame her because, honestly, and that's another thing about the whole location, don't give up your location, this and that. I get it. Like, yes, you're telling people where you're at, but you you know what else is telling people where you're at? You being there. <laughs> like, if you're at the place and people can see you, that is bringing attention to you, too. That's putting eyes on you, and that could Let other people spread the word that you're somewhere. Like if a celebrity goes to Walmart, they don't have to tell you they're at Walmart. But if they're at Walmart for 30 minutes, watch how fast that Walmart gets packed because other people are going to be calling their friends and telling them that this so-and-so is here and they're going to all show up. So I think it's something like that where you're out in public as a famous person. You're just putting yourself in a bad situation period, just because eyes are on you. Like I can go to that same Walmart. Nobody knows who I am. So nobody's calling anybody to come to that Walmart to come see me because I'm not famous. I'm not known. And I always said, that's why I don't want to be famous. That's why I love being like regular me, simple. Nobody knows who I am. I just love the anonymity. I love being able to go wherever I want. And I just, I don't ever want to be put in these situations where I need security to go somewhere where He probably should have had security going to that restaurant, but you got to think about it. PMB Rock was a big, was a good, good size artist. He wasn't like huge. So can you even afford to take security everywhere you go? Like, is he that big of an artist? I don't think he's that big to where he could have had security everywhere you go. And I'd like to think that a spot like that in a bad area probably had some type of security there. I haven't heard much about it, but I did hear somebody, I think Adam 22 said one time when he was there filming something, there was like an armed guy in the parking lot, garden area. So I would be willing to bet that type of place had some type of security there already, but these dudes just probably walked in right past them. The security was probably outside, not inside, and they just probably walked right in. I know a lot of people say, oh, that's why you got to be strapped. You have a gun on you, bro. When somebody runs up on you like that, I don't think you have a chance to really protect yourself. Like I think when somebody got the drop on you, which the drop is just meaning like knowing where your location is, knowing where you're at, you're kind of screwed. And Bomani Jones said it best. Like I've always listened to this thing. He said, he said, when you're getting robbed, your only job is to get robbed. Basically, like if you're getting robbed, you need to comply. And for what it sounds like PMB rock might not have complied. And that might've ended up costing him his life. I know in the academics video, he was like saying he had never been robbed. He was seemed pretty, um, I won't say he was bragging, but he just seemed, you know how these rappers are, like they never want to admit something bad like that could happen to them. So he was talking like that. So I could see a situation where they came in there and he didn't want to give the jewelry up and it ended up costing him his life. And people were like, well, why didn't you just give the jewelry up? And I've heard both sides. Some people have said, well, if you give the jewelry up in front of your girl, like it might make you look weak. Maybe he was doing it, you know, to protect her. But once you're dead, bro, you can't protect her. So it's just not worth it in the end to lose your life over something that's like that can be replaced. And I honestly, I don't even wear jewelry. I've never been a big jewelry guy. I don't care about jewelry. So I would never even be out there like that with all that on me. But I would definitely not be at like Roscoe's. I just don't understand why he went to that Roscoe's. And why you sit down for 45 minutes. Like when I go out and I go out to eat, I like to just get my food and go. I don't even like sitting in places anymore. I get anxiety, not because of me, but it's just like, you don't know who you're in there with. You could be in a place where somebody's there that has beef with somebody. And look at all the people that were there now that are traumatized over what they saw. And the, whoever posted the video is just, that was probably the worst part. Cause I was on Twitter and I heard somebody mention PNB Rock's name. and I had no idea what they were talking about. I like didn't say anything about him being shot. It's just his, his name in another context. So I go in, um search him under like a trending topic. And then the video is just right there. And you see him laying on the ground. It was just very hard to watch. I clicked off immediately. I didn't even want to watch it, but I just, I don't think it's appropriate to post that type of stuff. One, because that's out there forever now. Like his kids are always going to see that. But two, what if that was like your family member? What if your family member was shot and killed? And that video is online now for everybody to see. And you have to relive that every day. I think about that type of stuff. And that's why I would never do that. But like also when somebody gets shot, like your first thought is let me record this instead of like, oh, let me go see if I can cover the bullet wound with a a shirt or something and stop him from bleeding so much. Like, why are we not thinking to help people and wanting just to get our 15 minutes of fame or be the first to report something? Everybody wants to be like a, a news reporter. Now everybody thinks that they are going to become famous off of this stuff. And we just live in a terrible society with that stuff. But I want to get back to the academics part real quick, just to um, put a bow on everything. So, they said he was wrong for posting the clip of the interview. And this is where I don't agree with that. I don't think Academics was wrong for posting the clip of the interview cuz I watched the clip and if you watch it, PMB Rock says it, but Academics also says it in a later of like video. Nobody was really rocking with PMB Rock. Nobody was checking for him. He was kind of on his own in the music game, and he had reached out to Academics back in like January to do like the interview. And I guess in the last 30 days, act said they were texting like every day. He was trying to help him get his name back out there. Like he was literally genuinely concerned about him and trying to help. So when everybody else is complaining about like act, trying to take advantage of the situation, these are the same people that probably weren't even answering PMB rocks texts or his calls and completely like ignoring him. Whereas the person who was showing him love and stuff, is doing his job, which is reporting. Cause at the end of the day, DJ academics is technically a reporter. He's not, he does podcast, but he didn't start as a podcaster. Like he started with the whole DJ academics, YouTube page, the Warren Chirac. Technically he's a reporter. when you report, you have to report the news, the good, the bad, the ugly. That's the number one job is just to put the information out there and let the people decide for themselves how they view it and what they think about it. So I don't think he was wrong for putting it out there, but I also don't think he's wrong because he was the only one literally like rocking with him. Like nobody else was really keeping in touch with PMB rock like that or showing him that type of love. So the people getting mad at it, or like I said, the people who probably were not even answering this man's calls or texts. I want to move on to something lighter. So Nebraska, like I said, is playing tomorrow. They play Oklahoma Last Sunday, I'm watching, like, NFL football because I got my TV now, so I don't even have to go anywhere. You know, the Steelers weren't on, but I watched the game. I watched the Dolphins game, and then they played the end of the Steelers game because the Dolphins were getting or they were blowing out the Patriots. So got to see Minka block the extra point, and the Steelers went in overtime. But another thing I saw on the bottom line was, or it was on Twitter. Actually, no, no, it was Facebook. I'm sorry. Facebook, it was the first place I saw it. Scott Frost got fired on Sunday because Nebraska lost on Saturday to Georgia Southern. And what? rather than wait till October 1st to buy him out for seven and a half million dollars, they said, you know what? We got to get rid of him now. So Nebraska's athletic director, Trev Alberts, fired Scott Frost on Sunday. And they released like this report explaining, you know, it's time to go separate ways. I was ecstatic. People were asking me what I thought about it. You know me. I love Scott Frost. I grew up watching Scott Frost as a quarterback. I was very excited when he first got to Nebraska. I thought we were going to go back to the old smash mouse, mouth option football days. Thought we were going to be physical. He brought that UCF, UC, he brought that UCF finesse BS back to the program. And it didn't work in the Big Ten, bro. You gotta be physical in the Big Ten. Like when you're playing against like Iowa and Minnesota, you can't be doing all this finesse. You gotta smash mouth run game, do all that. And Scott Frost just didn't seem to be wanting to do that. So they got rid of him. But the big thing is they replaced him with Mickey Joseph, who is the interim head coach. And this is a big deal because Mickey Joseph is the not only the first black football coach in Nebraska history, he is the first black head coach in Nebraska history of any sport. Nebraska, I need y'all to do better. Like that is, if you know me, you know I love Nebraska. I grew up a Nebraska fan. I was astonished to see that. Like you've never had a black head coach in any sport, and we're in 2022. And people ask me why we still talk about like black this and black that, and we want to see our people get better and do better. It's because of stuff like that. A school that has not had a head black coach until 2022. This is why we still got to talk about all the stuff black people have been through because apparently a lot of people forget and they let stuff like that go on for years. Unacceptable, but I'm happy to see Mickey Joseph as the new head coach. Excited to see what he does tomorrow against Oklahoma. If anything changes schematically, I expect him to... I, I, I will say this. I expect the players to come out and play hard for him. I think we see a coaching change like this players usually come out and they play hard for that coach. They want him to keep the job because he's auditioning. And I think that's part of the reason they fired Scott Frost so early is to give Mickey enough time in the season to kind of show what he can do with the program. And I believe this could be like a dabble Sweeney situation where Mickey Joseph ends up becoming the head coach after the season because he's shown enough. So definitely rooting for him. He's a former Nebraska quarterback. He had his leg broken, I believe, playing against Oklahoma when he was in college. So it's a lot of revenge type stuff that we can get tomorrow. And I just, man, I really hope they can pull the upset off. It would be huge if they can. Another thing about Mickey Joseph is really good at developing wide receivers. He came from LSU. He coached, uh, what's his name, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and helped develop those guys into what they are today, so. We'll see, but I, I'm really expecting positive stuff from him the rest of this season. Maybe he could turn this season around. I really hope he can keep the job, though, because that would be so dope for Nebraska to not only get their first black head coach, but to show that that the team, that we do have some talent there, and they can play hard, and that Scott Frost truly was the problem. because I th- I think Scott Frost was the problem. So We'll see. It's at 12 p.m. tomorrow, or maybe Saturday is probably when I'm going to release this, so... On Fox at noon. Tune in if you want to see that game. Is there anything else I want to get to? Um, Oh. Yeah, let me me say this real quick. The key in life. Because a lot of people I'm seeing, like, the economy, a lot of stuff is changing in the economy. Home prices are up. Gas prices are up. Cars cost more. Stocks. Stocks are actually pretty cheap right now, but I will say the key in life for like anybody who's into like saving and just doing things with their money. You want to make sure you buy stuff when it's down. The key is having money when stuff is down. I was able to buy a house because I had the money to buy a house when the housing market was down. So a lot of times, a lot of people think they got to like spend all their money right now When stuff is expensive. And I would say, no, I would say stack your money, whether you're investing or state or saving stack your money, have it ready for when stuff is cheap, whether that is a stock a house, car, whatever, it might take some years, but you want to make sure you have money available when these prices do drop. So don't worry about buying that expensive car right now. If you don't need it or that expensive house, if you don't need it, if you can still live at home and do it for free and your mom is cool with it or your parents are cool with it, do it, do whatever you can to save money at this time and make sure you have that money when it's needed. And that's when stuff is cheaper. Again, trust me, you will thank me for that. That's how I am right now. I'm not rushing to buy anything. I'm waiting till the time is right. Like you think I don't need a new car. You think I don't, want to pay my house off. You think I don't want to do this and that? No, there's a lot I want to do. I need a new crown. Like I, there's so much stuff I've told y'all I need, but I'm going to keep saving, keep investing and try to have money ready for when the time is right. Cause I'm telling you, these stock prices are still low. It's still a good time to buy some stocks. I'm still going to talk more about that on another day. I'm not ready to really get that into it. I don't think there's, Anything else I really want to cover, I'm keeping this episode pretty short, but I wanted to make sure I came in and just talked about it because like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to mainly talk about the stuff from last week and why I want to make some changes to how I will be living moving forward. So I think you guys will see a new Jared when I'm out in public, out in person, probably not going to be partaking in a lot of negativity anymore if I hear people talking bad about somebody I'm, I'm gonna stay out of it if I need to defend it I will but I'm probably not jumping in these conversations anymore just because I don't I don't feel it. I'm not that's not where I am anymore in my life I'm just I'm in such a good space and like I said I feel like God is preparing me for something big coming up I don't know if it's bad or good but I know all these changes I've been going through are to prepare me for something. So I trust in God. I trust his plan. I am going to leave y'all with some Joe Budden. This song I'm going to end the show with is called unnecessary pain. And it kind of just ties in everything I was talking about where a lot of this stuff we're holding in these grudges that we're mad about and things that we Hold in and keep us angry. It's it's all a necessary pain. You got to let it go. He talks about it on, on this song. So hopefully you guys will learn something from it. And like I said before, everybody that's out there listening, please tap in. Let me know where you're listening at. Mainly Columbus. I got to know if it's Georgia or Ohio. So Columbus tapping with me at J law radio on Twitter. Jared Lawrence radio is the page on Facebook. So make sure you all go out and like that if you want to follow me on instagram i mean i just post pictures and insta stories at beyond the glory other than that go huskers go temple owls go pittsburgh steelers i'll be back hopefully next week to recap it but if not your boy potted three episodes in um eight days so i deserve some time off if i want to but hopefully i'll be back next week stay tuned
5: Reflection, I still hear like we're talking on the phone. I still feel it like you're holding on to me. But words cannot explain, we will never be us again. Everything has changed. Or is that just you giving up again? More than necessary day. Bing, bing, bing. It yeah. go- it- I would ask how we ended up here, but I drove and you allowed me Or maybe it's only me that remembers it Cause you're so easily told about me But not once while we were on that road Did you doubt me? Played your position Writing at our books I noticed the page missing Blame it on the age difference I see you in the club Nowadays you're resisting You used to get excited Just to never pay admission Looking for the old you Wishing shit was normal Tried to mold you And you ended up with it on you Live around the corner Yeah, we ain't even formal So I'm asking God Why you alive And I gotta mourn you Word I see you got Got a little crew now A bunch of ugly broke bitches I know better than Trying to say them hoes using you Well actually, who would I be kidding? Yes I am, I see your life from far And something's off with it It's my fault and shit, I should've never altered it I sold a dream when you couldn't have known the cost of it Knew my love came with a pain And I still offered it Seeing your weight loss, knowing I'm the cause of it If that ain't my signature, then shit, somebody forging it But you think I ain't hurt Like it ain't no guilt in me, like it ain't killing me I'm out here on the killing spree A sickness, I ain't found a way to nurse you yet Like I ain't a nervous wreck like it's no reverse effect. Internal bleeding and the cuts run deep. Every time I leave one love, a loved one leaves. I wish I could take the pain away. But only yours, I'll be fine if I remain this way. See, I deserve whatever punishment I get. You can sentence me to years of hearing my big voice, even when nothing is this. I still hear like we're talking on the phone. I still Go, yeah. Go look, I done gone so long not giving a fuck that it's no longer erratic, now it's a normal habit, even when I go my way I gotta have it, bury me with my sweats on and bitches in the casket all the waiters and words, I let them loom on every verse, real enough to write it on my tombstone, and so you know how real that paranoia be it even make me think my demise is avoiding me, the sick part is I withstand that abuse, long as the fans are amused, and my man are amused never sugarcoat it when I hand it to you felt from all over the world A noise landed in the booth on I hold music in such a high regard that to this day i still feel like it's destiny and to these fans that i once gave my life for i gotta tell you that it's not much left for me yeah and not that it's growing old but years of being my soul is taking its toll. took a father from his son but is it best that way i'm so fucked up inside i can't regret that train hold my head up high at the gates after my time's up and say you saved somebody's life by giving mine up wouldn't be the first time that I went without Chase my true love so much that I resent it now You can put this in the scriptures like it's sacred To live with it but hated it is to give it than to take it Going through the motions, it'll strip a nigga naked I guess it's for a cause if all the kids are gonna play it Trust me, I ain't been the same yet You'll stop and stare anytime you see a train wreck And I'll take whatever punishment they give You can sentence me to years and, of hearing that fan's oh, voice even when nothing is there. I quit Talking on the phone, I still feel that, I still Like you might be holding on to me But words cannot explain We will never be us again Everything has changed we that just you giving up again More than necessary
3: Learning to live with People coming in and out my life the ones who matter show it over time, that's why they always stay on my mind So I live in reality, nobody else matters to me But you, 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 why well, try to hide the truth? Like the shame, the shame. Me like me talking on the phone